Welcome to That Happiness Show. I am Gemma Fassett, host and creator. I bring you my 25 years experience in finding happiness. You are the creator of your reality and thus you do create your happiness too. This is no longer about chasing the dream, but learning to stand in your power and receive. I am frequency expert, artist, teacher, and grateful mommy, here to guide you with the tools, ideas, and education around raising your frequency, learning to be present, and finding the happiness you deserve. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, welcome. This is Gemma. I'm so excited to be with you today. I am actually recording at my art studio today. How <laughs> It's so much fun. It's so much fun being around all the art and all the students' art and to be able to share with you um, about happiness. So today, oh my goodness, we are diving into the idea of stories. Now, in the beginning, in the beginning of my own journey, I really thought that what I knew was truth and it was real. And what other people knew, if it was contrary to what I knew, was not true and not real. And the things that happened to me and the events that happened to me were real events and they really happened. <laughs> and um, as I've gone on my journey and started to recognize that the only real moment is this now moment. This now moment is the only thing that exists. Um, I started to realize that everything else is story. The future story and the past is story. And when I tell those stories of my past experiences, they are just stories. They are no longer real. They are no longer evident. And this is like a game changer for me. And also then it expands your awareness of the fact that there's a malleability to the past and the future and we can change them. Uh, sometimes, um, you know what I'm talking about because someone else will have shared the experience with you and they'll remember it differently. Um, does it mean it was different? <laughs> Don't you wish you had a recording? But it, it can change as we move through our lives. We can, we can shift realities. We can shift realities as we shift frequencies. And those new realities in this new frequency that you haven't existed in before may have a slightly different past experience for me. But it's not a past experience because you don't remember having that experience. It's a story. <laughs> so these stories are everywhere and all the time around us. And I have found that since I've come into an understanding of the story, I have only one use for the stories. And it is to connect with others and for fun. So if I'm not using it for the purpose of connection and I'm not using it for the purposes of fun, I tend to bow out of the experience of hearing a story because it's not relevant. I find no relevancy to it. I find it is a form of escape from this now moment, this now moment which is rich in smells and sights and touching and tasting and I love that. And I have found over time that as I've focused on the stories think of gossiping gossiping is a good story as i focused on the stories around me i gave up my experience of the now isn't that fascinating so i'm giving this to you today because we're always having this opportunity um every now moment is an opportunity but especially around the days you want to remember to be present 
and don't escape into stories to recognize what a story is because everything has only the it has only the meaning that you give it it has only the belief you give it so our beliefs highly create the meaning we give things so if you don't like the meaning you're giving something you can change your belief about it let's see if i can give you an example on that if i don't like the experience i'm having with money then i have to change my beliefs about money money comes easy money flows i love using money <laughs> i love sharing money and i love money flowing into my life that is very different from my childhood where i believe that anything good that came to me was lost that was my experience as a child and i believe that i wrote i wrote my stories around that so that no longer is my story all good things come to me and i love to give also to others i love to share the abundance that i have with others um i have no desire to attach to the things i own like no longer am i attached to them it's like easy come easy go that is it's not even it, that kind of could sound a little downer but for me it's like this is how it is so um if i don't have something and i'm thinking well i had these two lovely robes that um bella's dad had left or give to me and they were wonderful and they're heavy and cotton and they're like the kinds you kind of get at a at a hotel and they were pretty nice and um i took them somewhere i can't remember where i took them but um oh i know i took them to the youth hostel house i'm building on the island which is next door to my um, artist retreat house so um I took them there, so then I didn't have them when I went to the other house, and I was like, gosh darn it, and I started bringing things back and forth, so I was like, no, I'm leaving those robes there, and I just won't have robes here, but I was thinking how nice it would be to have nice, cushy robes, and literally that week, uh, within days, uh, a friend gave me two exquisite, comfy, cushy robes, and they got hung right on the hooks where the robes go, where there was no robes. So this is what I'm talking about. Where there's a void, the universe will fill it. But it can only fill it with what you believe is possible. So if I didn't believe in having nice things, I would have gotten probably robes with stains on them or rips or tears or missing parts. Um, but I believe in having exquisite, yummy things. I truly believe in this. And I will always upgrade myself to the exquisite yummy when possible. If... Um, you know, if there's an option, I will go with that. I will not just go with the dumbed-down, uh, wax-filled chocolate. I will get the dark chocolate. I will get the the sea salt chocolate or the caramel chocolate or the, you know, I will get the yummy chocolate. And um, even recently, it was funny because I recognized I had this, I have some belief system around eating bars of chocolate. So I don't eat bars of chocolate. Like sometimes I do, you know, I just, I do. I walk through it, I push through that and I open it up and eat it. But a lot of times I hoard them. I just hold on to these bars of chocolate. Now I've been doing this since I was a child. Uh, even when I was a child, I got bars of chocolate. It's like, I don't know, you know, I just didn't want to use them. So I found two bars of chocolate that were quite delicious. and. And there was no reason for me not to eat them other than I just don't like, I just don't like breaking bars of chocolate and nibbling on them or sitting down and eating a bar of chocolate. So I took them and I opened the packages and that felt really good. And then I took the bars and I broke them into pieces and I put them in a can. And now I will be more likely to eat that chocolate. 
it's like I will go and get a piece of chocolate out of the can. There's just something about the experience of going into this this candy tin or cookie tin. Um, it's from Trader Joe's. It's called Jingle Jangle. It's so cute. It's for Christmas. But it, there's something about that that feels festive and romantic and lovely and just reach in and get a piece. It's not take out the bar and have to mangle that aluminum and paper and wrap it back up and put it away. I don't like the paper, I guess. I love the wrappers when I see them in the store. Um, I love how beautiful they are, but I don't want them mangled and yucky. So I come home now and now I know, take my chocolate, break it into pieces, and occasionally I'll have a piece that's just right for me. So, uh, and I like having selection too. So having a selection of different chocolates, being able to go get dark 72 one day and sea salt caramel dark the next day, that's, that works for me really well. So I know it sounds silly, but these are the stories we write. We write the stories about our friends. We write the stories about our enemies, about our parents, about our, about our, everyone, like everyone, everything, the story about going to school, the story about our first job, the story about our first, uh, romance, you know, like these stories, I just have to say, it is very, very, um, uh, probable that people will attach to their stories. And I want no attachments in this world, not even the physical things. So why would I attach to a story? Well, people attach their stories because they identify with them. And once you identify with something, you have put an extension of who you are in that story. And if someone doesn't acknowledge or respect the story or um, value the story, then they're not valuing you. This is what we found out. So, um, we don't need to do that anymore. We can be the core center of our own need for value and love and and respect. And we can look to um, ourselves for that and our relationship with higher source to receive that God's source energy, to receive, uh, or it's not even receive. It is to know we are respected, to know we have value, to know we are loved. We It's time to come into the knowing of that rather than the proving of it or the needing to prove it or attached to something that supplements us for that gives us the the momentary like a uh, satisfaction that we feel we're missing ah <sighs> isn't this cool so i am telling you this because i want you also to have the ability to to recognize that stories are just stories they're just stories of the past and stories of the future and things that haven't happened but we can settle into this now moment and really milk it. And I'm telling you what happens for me is when I milk this now moment, I feel more love. I feel overjoyed with gratitude. I feel radiant. And it comes from being fully present. It doesn't come from rehashing a story where I felt good or wonderful or loved. It comes from immersing in this now moment. I had a brother who, when he was five years old, he would just for hours go outside and stare at bugs. He'd pull a log up and look and stare. And he was completely involved with that activity. Completely involved. You couldn't get his attention. He couldn't hear you. He was so involved with what he was looking at. He isolated that one experience of seeing above all others and was just so involved with it. 
you couldn't you couldn't cut him off of it this was what he his joy was in this in that one moment of being fully present looking at bugs or insects or like one time I I'm, I hit a deer on the way to work when I was a teenager and when I got home he heard about it and he went to the car to investigate it and he was mesmerized by the hairs that were on the grill of the car and you couldn't pull him away. I pulled him away. I remember this very specifically. I pulled him away thinking, oh, this is so gory and sad. And I'm thinking of the dead, you know, the deer that got injured and how sad I am for it. And um, as soon as I let him go, it was like a magnet. He was just drawn right back like a zombie right to the grill. So this was, and I could see in his face, there was like this glowing. He was so blissed out on this being fully present and investigating his now moment. So we all have the ability to be that involved, but we've been trained away from it. And I want you to understand that you've been trained to have a shallow attention span, to uh, be able to leave something before you're done with it, uh, to be okay with um, being interrupted and not going deep, being, being okay with not being going deep. You know, not even knowing what deep is anymore. What is it like to immerse in something and just savor it? Now, it doesn't matter what time of the year it is, but it happens to be Christmas. But I will tell you that even in the summer, when I have this radiant feeling, I always attribute it to feeling like Christmas Eve. Because Christmas Eve had that element of anticipation and being fully present in the um, holding on to the right before the the explosion of noise and fun and and uh and and over like sensitization you know like there's just so much going on on christmas and there's that peace and quiet and that moment before and i feel it all the time when i have these moments of gratitude deep deep gratitude deep deep love deep deep like feeling present and enjoying everything right now everything so this is what I want for you to be able to experience, even if it isn't a holiday for you, even if it's just an everyday day, but consider being fully present, letting go of those stories and being fully present and just really, what does it feel like to not have a story, not attached to another story, a judgment, an expectation? What does it feel like to just be now taking everything in as it is? The messes, the good, the bad, the yummy. And this is how I create from. I create beautiful, yummy, romantic spaces to immerse in because I love immersing in these spaces. I love feeling love from all directions. If I'm in a chair, I have a certain pillow and a blanket and a, and a cup of tea. And, and this is why I always bring a cup of tea to do this podcast, even though seldom do I drink it while I'm talking because I'm talking and no one else is talking. Um, yeah, so, oh, I just, I love, I love doing this and I love sharing these messages. So let me know how this works for you. Tell me all about it and, uh, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Even if it's not a holiday, have a wonderful, wonderful day. Sending you lots of love. Bye now. Thank you for joining us on That Happiness Show. If you'd like more information or have questions, you can reach me at gemmafossett.com or 401-699-6142.
private sessions are available as well as retreats. It is time to wake up and learn to love yourself again. Thank you for listening. This is Gemma Fossett, host of That Happiness Show.